Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. And you know what, Dan? Mm. Happy, happy New Year. Is it? Oh, you know what? It is. Happy, <laughs> happy 2023, everybody. Everybody. Um, we may be recording this a little bit before New Year, but that doesn't stop me from wishing you a Happy New Year. Wow. Dan. Okay. That's, that's um, sweet, Luke. Today, that's sweet. we are... <laughs> With the, with the new year, we're also starting a new book, old series. We're reading today, Red Seas Under Red Skies, mm-hmm. book two of the Gentleman Bastards series. By Scott Lynch. By Scott Lynch. And and since since Dan has been so excited for this, I don't think we're going to do a warm-up today. No, I'm, I'm pretty warmed up already. <laughs> I'll say that. We're jumping straight into the book. Okay. Uh, We stopped about a third of the way through. So we have read through chapter five and stopped at the like memories chapter after that. Yes. Yes. Um, This is a little unorthodox. Can I start with a hype moment here? Okay. There's a, there's a scene. I'm nervous. There's a scene where gene and Locke are coming back from the sin spire and they're walking uh-huh. through a dark kind of abandoned market like it's it's the market after dark and there's only a few vendors and it's not really populated and they've been going by fake names and as they're walking through this dark market a few of the vendors call out to them in their real names and then when they call them on it, they're like, what, I, what are you talking about? I don't know. What? That scene? Intimidating as hell. <laughs> yes. It was I agree. so intimidating to have them walk through this dark market <laughs> and people be like, hey, Locke, you want some you want some sausage rolls? Well, I think it's good. It was it was good because I feel like it was even more subtle than that. Like the first one that happened was at the end of a conversation with one of the vendors. And she was like, something, 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 Mr. Lamora. Yes. Yes. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> and she was like, that and that was a, that was a big it was a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. That was incredible. That gave me chills, Luke. <laughs> okay. Okay. I do think it's only fitting that as we come back to this series, you start us off with a hype moment. I had I to. I think it's fair. I had to. <laughs> how, how are you feeling about about returning? Are you loving the uh, the card tricks? Luke, you're always trying to get me to, to tip my hand before we read the end of the book. I'm not going to do it, all right? Okay. okay. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> speaking of tipping your hand, there's a scene where Locke goes up into the top of the sun the sin spire and reckon i think is the guy that runs it yes he kind of has this little moment where he traps Locke in this elaborate contraption within his desk mm-hmm. and then he shows him this case full of hands the implication being it, within his desk is a mechanism for cutting off someone's hand. Right. Why did you go to this much effort for this specific of a thing? 
Okay. You're saying you could just do that with like, I don't know, a relatively normal weapon. Yeah. Or like, and I get you're trying to be intimidating. You don't need like an internal mechanism built into your desk that's like intricate and hidden and out of view. Like, I don't know, just have like a handcuff or something nearby. (laughs) It right it feels like such a waste like if i'm gonna design a desk to have an intricate like art of like a mechanism inside like (laughs) it's not gonna be in this one specific spot if i push somebody's hand in it will trap them and then give me the option to then cut off their hand okay okay i see your point here's the thing though i think that right to different people there's different like nice things are worth are worth it for some people okay right and i think that a big part of what decides if something is worth it for you is how often you use it <laughs> okay this is yeah you're right this is key right uh-huh um if this guy seems to be using this hand cutter offer uh more often than say i would mm-hmm yeah, and, and me, as someone that enjoys a good hand cutting off, um, only does it every once in a while. I'm settling for the for the uh, for the hand on the like just hatchet move, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Just if I'm doing little, it every just day, just put a little glue on your desk that sticks them there, and then you pull out a hatchet, and you're like, "Ah, oh, this will do the job." Right. If I'm doing it every day, I want it to be a little more efficient. I want it to be a little cleaner. I want to have a little fun with it. Okay. I think it's fine. I think okay. it's good. No, Luke. Because it's not that. Because he says we had to get rid of the carpets because there was blood. They kept getting blood everywhere. And so it's not like they even took it to the, the upper echelons of hand guillotine. Because if they did that, mm. it would be like, don't worry. You're not even going to bleed on my carpet because I've designed this mechanism so good. <laughs> That it's just this like feels like perfect. This, okay, now I'm now I'm coming along with you because like just put a tray underneath <laughs> at minimum. <laughs> right, right, and I I can understand if it's like the the person when their hand gets cut off is able to get out of the mechanism and their wrist blood gets everywhere. Mm-hmm. But if you've thought of an intricate hidden desk hand guillotine. You, it's it's not that much further to go to be like, and there's a little heated thing in there that'll cauterize it immediately, or and sure. it's gonna keep them strapped in here so they don't flail around and get blood all over everywhere. <laughs> like you need, you definitely know what's gonna happen when you cut their right. hand off. Right. They they upgraded their hand cutter offer to like mid tier, but didn't get the end game hand cutter offer. Right. It Correct. seems, um, which is an interesting choice. I also wonder, Luke, do you think that the people who got their hands cut off just were killed afterwards? I think no. Where are they? Well, okay. The people that got their hand cut off are like people that have come in and cheated at whatever, uh, let's say, card game. But I know there's more. It's, But it's not that, right? Because the people that did that get killed. Like, the punishment is death for that. 
Okay. What is the punishment for hand? What, what, what's the hand thing then? I don't quite remember what the hand thing is specifically for. I feel like they've, it was they've just got... a, a tactic. Okay. Okay. See, I, I was assuming that they were left alive because I was assuming it was like a message sending. And it was like, oh, that guy with a hand or with, with I should say, no hand. <laughs> um that's what happened that's what happens when you cheat or whatever uh-huh and that's why you don't cheat because if you do if you're killing them it's like okay so why'd you why'd you do the hand thing correct yeah seems like a waste does seem like a waste okay. um i just want to know where they are because at first i thought that his like second in command mm-hmm. had been a past victim that he kind of turned but then it's like, no, 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 that's not what happened. That's not how she lost her hand. It was a completely different right. thing. Oh, actually, you know what I realized, Luke? Hmm. Uh, I know where all the people without hands are. You know how, and this is going to be jumping ahead a little bit. You know how we're about to go to sea with Locke and Jean? Mm-hmm. It's a common feature of those sea rogues. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're about to see a lot of hooks. Mm-hmm. That's where they went. I think that's I think that's probably right, because um, it's like an immediate an immediate leg up. If you want a second leg up, you gotta take that leg. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about like in terms of cred, right? Not in terms of like right. literal having a leg up. No. Okay. No, in terms of like your your resume is looking good if you come in without a hand already. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is a good point. We'll see. We'll see them soon, then, presumably. Mm-hmm. In, I want. I actually do want to stay in this scene, though. Okay. Because after Locke gets his hand trapped, mm-hmm. he does a series of of uh, magic tricks, <laughs> in which he he is able to withdraw like five decks of cards from his person mm-hmm. after after being searched mm-hmm. like and i thought it was very funny mm-hmm. and i enjoyed it mm-hmm. one thing I, one thing i will say stylistically as an author writing this book for a lot of these you don't have to find out how they work you don't have to like <laughs> do the legwork of being like okay what was he actually how is he managing to do this you can just be like yeah he, Apparently, apparently, is just really good at hiding decks of cards. Uh huh. There's uh-huh. there's a lot of ways that you can do this with Locke, of like making up a magic trick, and not having to figure out how he does it. Yeah, which I mean is part of the fun. Also, I right. want to say I've made this exact same comment in the first book. Scott wants okay. to make magic seems so cool scott is a guy who like really enjoys magic and doesn't like how it's besmirched in our modern culture and here is trying to be like no no no, guys it's actually cool magic is actually dope look at this did you do you see how Locke got out of that crazy thing with a magic trick magic's tight guys (laughs) that's right and you know what i fucking agree scott i was gonna just say we all are saying that oh man but yeah he doesn't he doesn't have to come up with how it works because he gets to it it gets to be literal magic here right i do hope that he 
Scott Lynch does not come up with the reason. I hope he just leaves it mm, mm-hmm. in, in his in his mind. I think that would be I think that would be good. Yeah, I would also appreciate if he if he gave us a little half, a little half and half. Like we see a flashback of how Locke has hidden a couple decks of cards, but like we never find out how he hid all of them. You know what I mean? Mm, mm-hmm. Maybe one or two. Yeah. It's like oh he did this, but then it's like where did he put the other three? <laughs> It's it's tough. It's a very impressive trick, right. I'll say. And then three books later, we find out he's he's had a skin flap the whole time, a kangaroo pouch. <laughs> Dan loves <laughs> Dan loves the that kind of uh, that kind of modification. We do, we do actually. Um, anyway, okay. I was gonna move us. I want to move us on to Stratagos, unless you want to stay on Reckon and the Sinspire for a moment. Okay, no, we can move. Okay. Um, Stratagos's plan is to convince these two people to help him with an unspecified task to like solidify his rule, right? Right. And to be clear, because I'm not a hundred percent sure that name is correct. You're talking about the the like dictator guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dictator guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Archon, I think. Yes. They have a, anyway, the military dictator who's in charge of this. Yeah. 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 Um, so he brings him into his, like, secret inner sanctum. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I know who you are. You're really good at what you do. You're going to work for me now. And they're like, dude, we were about to, like, bust into this vault of this guy and totally clean him out. What? We don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And our our dictator is like, no, you're going to do this for me. And how does he not think? Like, how is he so arrogant that he doesn't think he's going to get got? Because you're going to get got. Like, you know exactly who you're talking to. You know where they're right. coming from, what they did. Maybe not everything. Maybe not all the details. But it's like, you can fill in the blanks here. Yeah. This is not worth it. You're doing just fine. <laughs> you live in a castle and you're perfectly happy and safe. You, you've got like a cool garden thing, which we'll get to. But like your life is good. <laughs> right. Especially when you consider like ultimately what the ask is and mm-hmm. what the purpose behind the ask is. Because it's not like he's he needs them to save him from something or do some like crucial time sensitive mission right it's just like go be pirates so that i can get more resources for whatever right it's just like that's not like a that's not like a goal that i'm willing to risk it all for absolutely not like what how did he end up in this position where he is making these demands of people who could who have the potential to crush him and he should like the fact that he doesn't acknowledge it the fact that he has no acknowledgement for the fact that they are so good at what they do and he's like he's like do what you want because a pirate is free you are a pirate now why (laughs) what don't they're so good stop making them do dumb shit because they're going to come at you. Yeah. And like yeah. you know it's they're going to come is, at you. It's 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 very arrogant like you I think you said at the beginning of this. That's just like the it's just like pure arrogance for sure. 
Um, and it also, Locke says this at the time, which is they probably would have done it if he had paid them a lot of money for it. Granted, mm-hmm. maybe not like right now because they're trying to finish whatever. Yeah. But for one thing, it's not that time sensitive. Just like, hey guys, uh, would love would love to pay you a bunch of money to go be pirates. <laughs> right. Right. And then he, I don't know. why are we making enemies? Why are we making enemies, guy? Mm. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. That's right. Especially this is especially know. considering Luke. Have you been trying to figure out how Locke and Gene are gonna get back at this guy? Uh I've thought about it I I haven't come up with any ideas yet, but it's been, I've been trying to. I mean, I mean, Locke's got me scheming over here. Okay. Whenever I read these books, Locke always gets me scheming. And in terms of intimidation factor, guards that wear masks where you can't see their faces at all is very high. In terms of security, (laughs) very low. Because anybody wears that mask and they can go wherever. Right. So you know Locke and Jean are going to end up in those masks at some point. Come on, guys. This is true. This is true. You're asking for trouble yeah. here. That's a real security risk for like something that's purely aesthetic. Right. The masks, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like they could be anybody under there. Could be reckon under there. It could be. It could be. Are they did we get a sense of how like are these soldiers super good? I'm assuming so, but Yeah, I assume these are like the best of the best. Okay. I just feel like a lot of times when we when we're getting this kind of thing, it's like we hear some some story that like emphasizes how cool they are. But I don't I I think I think we didn't get that here. Um do you want to stay on our dictator? Because I feel like I have some notes, but they're extending into the, the the rest of the section. Yeah, we could stay with them. I got a few more notes for the dictator as well. Okay. Well, okay. For one thing, when they when they're first introduced to him, they are like stuck in this sauna for for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're like. They have to drink something when they get out, which yeah. I will acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Sure. But you don't drink the cider. <laughs> I, know, I know. This is my first thought. Guys, come on. This is day one. Oldest on. trick in the book. Yeah. Yeah. The little, the little, I'll take one sip. No, I'm not trusting it. However, I'll give them a pass because they were like dying of thirst. Yes, correct. But like, give me some water. I'm not, <laughs> don't give me cider. I thought he was coming out here with like wine and it's like, you don't have Gatorade? <laughs> well, cider's got electrolytes in it, right? Cider, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. You mentioned talking about the garden. Do we want to go there or do you have something first? <laughs> no, we could talk about the garden. Okay. The part that I want to bring us to is kind of the end of the demonstration uh-huh when they have gone through this area 
that has like a fake sun and a fake current and all the trees are fake and there's like a big wind and everything. Mm-hmm. And the point that this guy makes is that he is able to like control the wind through the use of just like a bunch of people doing things Mm -hmm. and a ton of basically like human labor. Mm -hmm. And his point is that if I can do this now, imagine what we can do in X years. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Which like I get as a point, but could you have picked a worse example? Mm. Because I feel like he's trying to say like, look at the progress I've made give me a few years or whatever however you have made no progress you just have you just are like aware of technological advancement as a concept yet have done none of it right right the level of technology that he is using is like string water like rain buckets lights and lenses it's not your like big thing is not it's not you you have not done anything <laughs> right his like it's a small world bullshit is not impressive at all there's no interesting technology there it's just he's convinced a bunch of people to help him with this project right he like gives numbers he's like took me you know right now i have like 30 people doing this part of it 20 people doing this whatever 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 and adds up to like 100 people and he's like imagine if we could all do this with 50 what about 10 it's like, you haven't, though? Okay. Imagine if these cars could drive themselves and we had a tunnel under LA. Imagine it, though. Right. Wouldn't it be cool? It's coming soon. Probably probably by uh, spring. Probably next um, year. <laughs> but, like, okay, I already know. I already know that things advance technologically. Yeah, they do. You're not bringing anything new to the table with this. I will say it's not inevitable that things advance. Like, he he is trying to make the point here that given resources and stability and peace, the artificers in that island, in that city, could develop technology that's way cooler than what he's got. Um, Okay. And, like, that's what he's trying to motivate Locke with. I... I have a different issue with this, which is just like, why do you care? Why is he going to the effort to show them his like weird greenhouse thing that he built and loves and put so much time and effort into? It doesn't matter if they're impressed or not. (laughs) There's only one reason they're doing what you say. And like all of this... All of this arguing and stuff literally doesn't matter. You could order them to do whatever you wanted. Right. Yeah. It's a cheat code. We talk about cheat codes in this. <laughs> what he did to them is a cheat code. Yes. Yes. And we should get to the to get to the question of do we believe him or not? Correct. Um but let's let's finish this out first. Yeah. Which is it feels like a guy with a weird hobby that's trying to justify it. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
right? Yeah, this is exactly what it is. He's got a model train set that his whole family is like, Dad, stop working on this. And when the cousins come over for Christmas, he's like, hey, you think this is cool, right? And in this case, all the soldiers that live there are like, why is he spending every day on this weird diorama thing? That I have to pull a little. That I have to pull a little thread when he wants to have the wind go through. Right. Why are we spending the, so much which, time on this? We're also forgetting that in his office is a like terrarium of tons and tons of fake insects. Mm-hmm. Which I'm assuming he is not making. No, of course not. Right? No. Because th- this. Uh, Okay, but like this takes if 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 you have a weird hobby, mm-hmm. it's at least like cool to be like interested in doing something and like have the have the skill and ability to like paint these little insects yeah. or something. Then it's like, oh, like it's not really my thing, but that's kind of awesome mm-hmm. that you do that. I don't know. If you're not even the one doing it, <laughs> Right, you're just a rich what? art collector douchebag at that point. <laughs> right. You're just like, I like paying for things. Right, but like weird ones. Yeah. Like weird things. I will say he might have designed it, right? He might have had the artistic vision for it, which is not nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he commissioned it, so like... Yeah, he probably asked someone to make a bunch of fake insects, and maybe he designed some of the insects. I don't know. It's not as cool. It's yeah. a lot. But okay, should we should we talk about the poison? The yeah, the cheat code. The cheat. <laughs> that's right. The cheat code. So what what has happened? Right is that he has snuck a quote unquote poison into their drink, which is a like long acting thing that may kill them if they don't get the antidote in like two months, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm led to believe because they investigated it with other um, potion makers or whatever their term is. And apparently these types of things are real. Yes, I guess. I guess. Do we think that this one is? I feel and like... does it even matter? Yeah, I feel like no, because why go to the expense if you get the same effect by just claiming you did it? Right. Like, hi, yeah, I put an odorless, tasteless, undetectable poison. And in fact, it's better if you didn't actually do it because there is literally nothing to detect. So if they're going around trying to figure out what it is, they will never find it. You will never get a positive test result. (laughs) Right. It's not possible to find, like, the antidote somewhere else because it doesn't exist. Correct. And if they go to somebody that's like, yeah, I'll try and detect this in your body. And it's like, oh, I didn't detect that, but could be any of these other things. Right. And it's right. cheaper. It's just so, it's better. You know what? Now that we're talking about this, I don't think he did it because I think it's smarter to have not put anything in there and just say you did. Right, right. Like, are you paying for all the R&D to get this? No. No. Probably not. Definitely not. And then your buddy making the antidote, you could just be like, yeah, just put some chalk, muddle up some some chalk in water, and we'll tell him it's the antidote. I don't care. 
Whatever's cheapest. <laughs> now get back to my insects. <laughs> um, okay. I think I think I agree with you on that. Do do you think that you would call their call the bluff? Uh, mm. This is kind of why I feel like it's a cheat code because you would have to ask me to do something really bad in order for me to be like, right? Ah, uh, that's worth calling the bluff now. But it, right. right now he's just like, go be pirates for a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? That actually sounds kind of fun. <laughs> I actually might have done that just on my own. And you're going to pay for pirate yeah. class? You're going to give me pirate classes? Yeah, I'll go be a pirate. Sure. Oh, I forgot about pirate classes. He's That's giving awesome. them pirate um, class. Yeah, they're going to get like sailing certificates. It's pretty good. So this, you have to actually, if you're going to do this, you have to manage it correctly because you your ask cannot be too much, like you said. Mm-hmm. But then it's, but then you get to the point of being like, well, should I just like hire somebody <laughs> instead of, I mean, not that we have to go back to this point. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, what, when, here's what I think the biggest secret is that he needs to keep mm-hmm. to himself is just this strategy. Because I feel like as soon as anybody else hears about this as a way of controlling people, you're not drinking from anyone's cup ever again. Because you go to the bar, a stranger walks up and is like, hey, can I get you a drink? You're like, okay, yeah, I'm having having cider. And he hands you a cup, you take a sip, and he's like, I got you. I got you for good. You do whatever I want now. Right. This is just some random guy. You you can make up the properties of any poison. Because it seems like anything is within bounds. (laughs) Right yeah yeah this is the secret that this military dictator guy needs to keep keep under wraps it's not (laughs) it's not what the poison is it's the general strategy he is imposing here do you do you think just everyone that works for him is he's he's slashed the budget by um not paying people in wages but paying people in fake (laughs) fake poisonings you're saying everybody who works for this guy is taking this fake antidote right i mean obviously not everybody because there's got to be maybe it's it's just it's just him and the and the potion guy (laughs) that is the finesse that they have done this is their brilliant insight to control this whole city is that they're like oh we could just fake poison everyone Literally everyone. The Hmm. issue with it, Luke, when you get to that big of a scale, you're going to get somebody who's like, I'm not buying it. Okay, you could go either way, though. Yes. uh, Okay, actually, no, I see see your point. Somebody is eventually going to call your bluff. Yeah, and as soon as they do. Now, I mean, if you are playing a smart game, you do find a way to just actually poison them. So that everybody else is like, oh, he's not kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise. That's right. It's all falling apart. As soon as as soon as Herman is like, hey, guys, I've been three months without antidote and I'm feeling great. Why are we still listening <laughs> yeah, but to this then, guy? But then, but then you're counter it. I snuck some antidote into your drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oops. Sorry, guys. 
<laughs> it's foolproof. This this is what he tells anybody that claims to have gone more than two months without it. Oh no, I actually snuck it in your food when you weren't paying attention. Right. It's just easier for me that way. Yeah. Smart. Oh trying man. To, trying to prove a point here. Oh man. We love we love this. We love this guy. Great, great strategies. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. philosophy. Good at everything. <laughs> okay. Do we want to move away from him? Or do you have more? I'm done with this guy. Okay. I want to talk about something that comes up in a lot of fantasy books, mm-hmm. which is like an informant network. Yeah. Of like the people in charge. Either they or, or or someone important has like, you know, a big network of spies or not even necessarily spies, but just like normal people who give them information. This yeah. is like Varys in um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yes. In this book, one of the ones we're introduced to is the guy that sells beer beneath the like master artificer's house yes and this led me to think that a lot of people that are in the employ of like one of these spy masters has just like found a way to get a government contract essentially right it's like i want to have like a relatively chill job just pay the bills how am I going to get on the rolls as an informant and get that get that reliable paycheck coming in? Mm-hmm. This guy, the beer guy, he's like, okay, no one's gonna buy beer over here. However, I can get I can get a solid thousand bucks a month just from just from the just from a government contract. Oh, he can be on his phone watching TikToks all day, just waiting right. for somebody to fall out of the sky and be like, oh, that's my month. Perfect right just gotta chat chat with this fellow a little bit and see what he's up to wow interesting okay here's a beer (laughs) so like as someone starting a new business Mm. one of my main considerations is how can i make how how can i like make the information that i am easily able to get valuable i see well okay i feel like innkeepers it's a no-brainer right Innkeepers, for sure. Yeah. Easy innkeeper option there. Um, here's here's another question, actually. Yeah. If you're if you're a like real estate person, ooh ooh yeah. Are you putting in the ads when you're renting out your like commercial property? Mm-hmm. Great space for spying. <laughs> <laughs> Pass passive income easy. Right here. Actually, my government contract comes with it. So. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's some key words here. There's some key words mm. that are included. Like how cozy is a real estate word that means it's it's small and kind of shitty. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? I feel like there's some key words in here like uh, uh, remarkable views. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Great for great for uh, great for hearing the the heart of the city. Ooh, yep, yeah. Something about like a lot of things about being about about location, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Exciting nightlife. 
All the, yeah, all these are good. All these are good. These are the keywords the that they're using. And the, the listings are more expensive, right? Oh, of course. The real estate agents know what the value of their property is. Mm-hmm. Because you know what, Luke? They're on those government contracts too, baby. <laughs> Who's buying real estate over here? <laughs> exactly. They know. Gotta know. It's a big it's a big budget. Mm-hmm. Some are saying some are saying we need to uh to <laughs> Some are concerned about the pure pyramidal shape of this whole enterprise, but I'm not. Some are wanting to defund the um let's say investigators. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Luke It's a big economy. It is it is a huge economy. Luke, speaking of something being huge. 120 is way too many wasps, right? Ooh. Guy goes into a cage so, in the Sin Spire, and they're like, hey, this guy with these big baseball mitts is going up against 120 stiletto wasps. Who's got who's got money on the dude? Who's got 100 on the dude? No. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never betting on the dude. Odds need to be like 10 to 1 in the dude's fate. Like, dude is not winning that. Okay, dude has to have such high odds against him. Yes, for this to be a especially, especially since the wasps are released like randomly and it's not like sequential, right? If it's if it's dude against one hundred and twenty wasps one at a time, I'm still probably not betting on the guy, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely not betting on the guy if it's like, oh yeah. Sometimes sometimes two wasps at a time, sometimes six wasps at a time. No way. Yeah, and these wasps are like as big as a bird. They're as big as a sparrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not betting on the guy if it's like a dozen wasps. That's too many wasps, guys. <laughs> he gets pretty far. I think I he gets say. like 20 or 30. Is that right? I don't remember the exact number, but it's farther than I was expecting. There is like a pile of wasps at the bottom when when they finally yeah. take him down. Yeah. Um but like it's, he's fighting them with like boxing gloves too. Yeah. <laughs> give what, him a give him a swatter. What do we yeah, what do we give him? What's the tool that we give this guy to even the odds a little bit? Because we need right. it's there's got to be something we can give him to even the odds. The best the best big wasp fighting weapon. Obviously it's not like a sword right it's like a flip-flop it's it's a big flip-flop uh-huh uh-huh i think that's i think that's right it's just a bunch of like large cups that you trap them <laughs> with and then leave them and there then, and hope nobody disturbs here's, the cup here's the thing actually let's change the rules okay you're fighting 120 wasps yeah but if you're able to get some of the wasps out of the house without killing them, which is the moral thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that counts as 10 wasps. <laughs> I see. So you only have to catch a dozen wasps and, and <laughs> right. put them in the little, in the safe little house outside of your cage to be done. Right. That's a nice, that's a nice spin on it. I don't know if that satisfies but, the bloodlust of everyone here, though. No, but it's a little fun. It is okay. <laughs> all right, 
it's a little different kind of entertainment, right? I'm sure everybody, there's right. always there's a, bloodlust going on. It's a little twist to it. It's a little, it's a game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's what it is. Here's what you need to do. You need to play carousel with the wasps. You know, you play a hand, then they drink. If if they don't do well on a hand and you drink, you get them drunk. That's what I'm saying. Get the wasps a little drunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Smart. Smart. That's your weapon of choice. Yeah. Some like spiked honey. Wait, what do wasps eat? <laughs> I think just anything on your plate if you're outside. <laughs> Sunkissed, I think. A freshly cracked sunkissed. Right. right. Pour a little bit of sunkissed on the floor. Sure, it'll be sticky, but they're going to go for it and then you can stomp. Mm. Oh, we need a distraction. Yeah. Oh, what? Mm, yeah. Okay. Get a little sunkissed in there. I mean, Maybe that's my weapon of choice. I, 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 I think so. I think so. Then I'd bet on you if you had that going with you. Oh, okay. Thanks, Luke. I would not. Okay. That's fair. I'd be dying to wasps. I agree. Um, okay. This kind of thing, the wasp type thing, mm-hmm. we see a lot of this. A whole lot. Yeah. Especially later um, in another flashback in which Locke goes to this, I think he calls it like a demi, demi, demi city. Mm-hmm. A demi city. Okay. Yeah. Demi city. It's, it just sounds weird, though, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it does. City? Anyway, um, I don't, I don't know about this. The what is it? Entertainment. The war? big like the big or like chessboard. Yeah, amusement war. It's like a big chessboard where every time it's ch- it's not actual chess, but where every time someone gets taken and they're real people, someone gets to like, uh like yell out a punishment for that person yeah that's usually like super humiliating and like painful right right it's a weird i it's <laughs> how did this start is the is the important question right how did this start I... we're two people playing chess one day and we're like hey you know it'd be funny <laughs> hear me out what if we had people as the chess pieces and we threw rotting fruit at them thoughts Mm. that's how to elevate this intellectual game right right and then the other guy comes back with this he's like that would be fun but instead of fruit we cut their hair off oh now you're talking sir um and then we get a bunch of demons to do it that would be fun (laughs) we get like people dressed as literal demons to do our bidding it's almost like we're devils right (laughs) Um, my, my actual big question about this is that, so there are three games a day. Yes. And the people that are being, that are playing, right? Mm -hmm. The, the like poor people Mm -hmm. are being paid a, a little bit. I'm assuming it's small enough to like be basically irrelevant to the rich people. Yeah. But still, I'm a little hesitant to believe that there's this much demand for this amusement war to keep it profitable for like three games a day. 
I 100% agree with you. I was so surprised when he said three games a day because how, if I go, let's say I go once, if and I'm like, oh, that was such such fun, such fun. Uh, again, another, another. How different are we getting with all these punishments? Like there can't be right. that many things you could think of to do to these poor people. Right. So like... After two, it's like, yeah, we already saw beat them with their own <laughs> shoes. <laughs> There's a, a got to be a lot of repeats. A lot of repeats. A lot of just like eat stuff that's like gross. It's like, okay, I don't care if you, I'm, yeah, it's a gross looking bug you found. I don't care if you make them eat it because we saw they already mm. did gross eating bug last time just with a different bug. Right. It's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and I get, I get that this isn't designed for people like us, Luke. And maybe, maybe we're just not rich enough to come up with sadistic punishments for poor people. Mm-hmm. And maybe all we can come up with is like eat gross bug and stuff. Maybe they have right much more creativity. But it seems like this would get really old really quickly. Very quickly, yes. Um. Th- that's why it surprised me when this was it. Like I was expecting more twist to the game Mm -hmm. or it's like a tournament right or a league Mm -hmm. but it seems like just anyone can reserve the right i'm assuming any like rich person can reserve the like game box Mm -hmm. and there's it doesn't seem actually that competitive it's just like a vessel for the thing yeah yeah i agree there's no reason to like win we don't even hear about who wins ever right it's just like yeah, it's just a way of making poor people do terrible stuff. Um, it's also interesting because this book seems to be way more sadistic in its like exploitation of people than the last book. Because the thing I remember from the last book was the like fight that they had over the shark pit. Mm-hmm. This like. Yeah. And there was like a level of skill to that where you could like train and be good at this competition. And like, yeah, they were still, it was still kind of like MMA getting poor people to fight each other for your entertainment, but there was more of like a equal footing, you know, or like you could be good at it. Right. Well, I think Locke even says this where he's like gladiator matches, for example, actually have this type of thing as well. Yeah. Right. Right. But this place is, like, so much more sadistic, it seems like, than Camor was. It's right. It's gross. It's kind of gross. It is a little gross. Very gross, maybe. Um, and I like to compare that with how Locke does business. This is, like, one of my favorite moments with Locke. He's, he's buying this set of chairs. Mm-hmm. Dude's like, how about six solari for the chairs locks like done and also how quick can you get them to me he's like oh, i got a lot of other customers maybe seven weeks and Locke just starts putting money on the table and he's like oh i can't come on man stop that i can't i can't what are you doing and he just keeps putting more and more money on the table and the guy's like no don't stop please i beg of you stop and he gets up to like 160 solari and the dude's like okay no more no more i'll do it 
<laughs> Locke is like literally threatening this guy with like wealth. He's like, right. He's like, if you don't do this, I'm gonna keep putting money on this table. <laughs> right. It's very weird because it's like you're threatening him with more. What's how do you phrase it? Like he would have to decline too much money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which would like, I don't know, eat at him for way too long. You're threatening him with opportunity cost, basically. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And like I I love it. I just love the way Locke does business here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he's just it's very like, nice. It's right? very nice. Yeah. And it's it's like funny that he's threatening him mm. with money. Right. It's not fake poison. God. If only he'd heard about that trick sooner though, right? Man. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if Locke's using that trick. Though. Okay, obviously Locke's not using that trick. Obviously. But yeah, yeah, we do love we do love the interaction um with uh with the furniture maker. Guy knows his stuff, by the way. Sounds like it. Yeah, he's like, that's a softwood chair. That's not going to last. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Be- before we before we get out of here, I also want to just say, maybe this is another kind of highlight type thing. Mm-hmm. When Locke and Jean have been cheating at the Sin Spire, mm-hmm. I do really think that it's cool that they're not cheating against the like game itself that they're like finding ways to mess with the their opponents which like is cheating i guess yes but it also doesn't seem like something that the guy the like uh what's his name reckon um, the head of the sons reckon, the Sinspire. right it also doesn't seem like something that he really needs to care about no no because the level of cheating you can do is so broad right it's so broad in the sense that, like, they could go get to them before they even show up to play cards and have, like, done something to them in their, like, hotel. Right. And then, like, hours later, it takes an effect. Like, they could have put a, a poison in their drink and not given them the antidote after two months <laughs> or something like that. Right. Like, where if 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 I'm a if I'm a patron of the Sinspire... And I learn that I have been cheated because someone found my a huge weakness of mine and exploited it. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, that's kind of a dick move. <laughs> but like, I guess I, I can't really blame the owner of the Sinspire right. for that. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. I'm you... allergic to limits. I'm not expecting that to be accommodated. <laughs> right. right. I'm not expecting them to have watched me. For lemons in my vicinity no this is a lemon free zone gonna need no (laughs) lemons anywhere around me please they can't do that they can't accommodate that Mm -mm. yeah you're right um speaking of things that are difficult to accommodate luke how so this this like entrance into the like fortress castle that goes through a waterfall is in my mind cool and a very creative Mm -hmm. solution to a problem of a battering ram my issue with it 
It seems so inconvenient. You mean the the waterfall specifically? Anytime you want to go into this place, you have to get in this little car and they have to pull you through the waterfall. Maybe, maybe I'm trying to bring in something that's bigger than this little car. Maybe I've got a new flat screen that the artificers made for me that's not going to (laughs) fit in this car. It's too long. It's too long. I can't close the door and I can't bring it under the waterfall because it's going to ruin. It's going to ruin it. It's like, how am I getting this in my castle? It's an excellent, it's an excellent question. You know, some people are willing to, uh, willing to put up with that kind of thing for the aesthetics, apparently. Also, if there's like an emergency, what, we got to get everybody out. There's a fire. Huge fire hazard. There's a fire in here. Huge fire hazard. The fire marshal was not, was not, uh, consulted on the design. No. Not at all. All they said was, all they said was, oh yeah, the building has sprinklers throughout. And the fire marshal was like, yeah, all right, fine. Whatever. Sprinklers are good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think this is going to play a role? I could see it playing a role. It's got to. Yeah. You can't get out quickly. It's. It's, t- it's tough. Mm-hmm. You got to, it's like, it's like taking an elevator. Only six people at a time. And yeah. Right. You go in groups. and you get stuck in there oh imagine you get stuck in there not great too much noise Mm -hmm. it's dangerous uh so we'll we'll see we'll see if Locke and gene put on these little these little faceless guard masks and capture our military dictator inside this little car under a waterfall Mm. Mm -hmm. could be an interesting scene uh we'll we'll see what happens we'll see what happens here uh, happy New Year, everybody! Looking forward to uh, looking forward to 2023, full of hot takes and plenty of dumb nerds. Yeah.